Hi, and welcome to worship on this second Sunday in Lent. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God of the covenant, in the mystery of the cross, you promise everlasting life to the world. Gather all peoples into your arms and shelter us with your mercy that we may rejoice in the life we share in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, You will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, Jesus is getting closer to Jerusalem, where he knows he will be arrested and put to death. But that is not what what is on his mind now. He still has ministry to accomplish. There are many people still suffering who yearn for his healing touch, and there is much teaching to be done if he is to leave his disciples equipped to carry on his ministry. So when some of the Pharisees come to warn him that Herod plans to kill him, he knows his time has not yet come. Instead of being afraid and running away, he calls Herod a fox. He tells the Pharisees that his work is not yet done, and Herod the fox is not going to chase him away. Now we are not told how Herod reacted to Jesus' words, or even if the Pharisees told Herod what Jesus said. But we do know that Jesus continued with his ministry, and for now he was safe. For now the fox was held at bay, waiting for the opportune time to strike. And Herod was not the only fox who wanted to disrupt Jesus' ministry and turn the people against him. There were others who rejected the authority of Jesus and refused to believe he was the Son of God. Last week we heard about the devil trying to tempt Jesus to turn his loyalty away from God in favor of the devil. The devil is like a cunning and wily fox. But Jesus was not fooled. Jesus rejected all the devil offered, and the devil left him defeated, but always was lurking in the shadows, 
waiting for another time to pounce. Then there were the chief priests. These religious leaders were threatened by Jesus and his ministry. They watched as people turned toward Jesus and questioned the chief priest's authority. They kept pointing out all the things Jesus was doing, which were against the religious practices of the day. Yet Jesus always seemed to have an explanation for why he was doing what he was doing, and the people believed in him. The chief priests wondered how long they would have to wait before they could discredit Jesus and get rid of him. Another person who was a fox to Jesus was Judas. Judas traveled with Jesus. Judas watched as Jesus did his ministry. How did Judas turn into a fox? Why did Judas turn against the authority of Jesus? He fell into the trap of being tempted by others, to be tempted to think about himself instead of Jesus, and the lure of money caught him. Jesus understands the danger of foxes. Jesus wants to protect us from the foxes in our lives. That is why Jesus said, How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. Jesus wants to protect us. Jesus does not want us to suffer or live in fear. Fortunately, we don't have to fear showing our faith in God. We don't have to fear being a Christian or walking into our church building to worship. Yet we know there are people in other places in the world who are not allowed to practice their faith, and being a Christian could mean losing their life. They have foxes watching them constantly, waiting to attack. Now, although our fears may not be that dire, we all have fears in our lives. They are real, and they are life-changing. What is that cunning and clever fox telling you? Do you ever wonder if you are good enough? Do you fear that you don't fit in? Do you fear that you will lose friends if you don't change? Does the fox even tell you, ever tell you that you don't have enough? How can you expect to get anywhere in life with the job you have, with the money you earn? The fox is always trying to convince you that you need a nicer house, a fancier car, more money to take vacations, and buy more luxury items to impress your friends. Do we listen to the fox? I'm afraid sometimes we do. And there's one fear I think we all have. It's the fear of the unknown. What will happen to us tomorrow? I think that fear becomes more real the older we get. A man once told me that he was not afraid of dying, but he was afraid of how he would die. Would he suffer? Would he linger near death for a long time? Would he be a burden to his family? I visit with older people who tell me they are ready to die. They feel they have lived a long and good life. As their health declines and they find it harder to do things for themselves, they question why God doesn't come and take them to God's heavenly home. These same people also have an amazing faith 
which sustains them while they wait for God. It is very hard for the fox to penetrate their faith. We chickens live in a world filled with foxes who try to keep us from living our lives to the fullest. These foxes try to distract us from searching out what is most important, our faith in Jesus Christ. Yet Jesus is always searching for us and offering us the shelter we need under his protection. Jesus gathers us up in our baptism. We are given the power of the Holy Spirit. We become children of God. We never leave the protection of God's grace and mercy. But even then, we know that the foxes of life will try to penetrate that protection and try to take us away. That is when we come to worship, to be reminded that we have what we need to keep the foxes away. We come forward to partake in the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, and in that meal, we have the strength to face another week. We go out not knowing what we will face, but we go out knowing that we have the strength to face whatever it is, because we are being sheltered by Jesus. He is gathering us up as a hen gathers her brood, and we are safe under his wings. You never have to face your fears alone. That is a promise that Jesus gives to all of us. Amen.
using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Drawn close to the heart of God, we offer these prayers for the Church, <clears throat> the world, and all who are in need. You gather the Church into a community of mercy and grace. Unify Christians around the globe in efforts to proclaim good news, even in the face of opposition, and to protect those whose lives are imperiled imper- by the gospel. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You create the entire universe and call it good. Hinder those who would cause further destruction to our planet's fragile ecosystems and augment the calls of those who advocate for thoughtful stewardship of the Earth's resources. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You raise up leaders committed to love and justice. Nurture those who govern with patience to receive criticism, openness to new ideas, and courage to change course when needed for the sake of the common good. And be with all those in military service and their families. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You hear us when we cry to you. Uphold those who are ill or grieving, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You kindle faith that moves us into action. Guide children and adults preparing for baptism and confirmation. Empower school, Sunday school teachers, confirmation leaders, and parents who share their faith with the younger generation. Give us all a renewed sense of vocation. Merciful God, Receive our prayer. You welcome us into the heavenly realm. We give thanks for those whose labor on earth are ended and who now rest with you. On the final day, gather all of us with them in your loving arms. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of the world in need for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace, share the good news. Thanks be to God.